successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you joining us as always on KMVZ 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you connect with me on the podcast as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. All of my shows, podcasts, photos of my guests, information, past shows, everything is at the website, grillnationshow.com. Appreciate you checking that out uh, and sharing it with your friends. On today's show, we are uh, lucky to be doing a really fun show here. Uh, got our uh, guest co-hosts and contributors to Grill Nation, the KC Tech Council in studio. This show is going to be really focused on the top stories of 2016 in tech in Kansas City. Also going to talk to uh, some interesting things that have been going on with the KC Tech Council in 2016 and what we have to look forward to in 2017. I love these shows because they kind of encapsulate kind of the biggest stories of the year and uh, everyone's uh, getting ready to spend the time with their families in the holidays. And I think it's good to take a look back at 2016 and look forward to 2017. So if today in studio, I'm going to have Carol Lowe, who's the vice president of the KC Tech Council my good friend Ryan Weber, who's the president at the KC Tech Council, and Doug Dressler, who's the manager of the Sprint Accelerator, on the show today. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation. As I mentioned, one of our contributors to the show is the KC Tech Council. Also, our title sponsor is Trust, Bank of Kansas City and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. <clears throat> also on-air contributors to the show and supporters and sponsors are Catalyst, The Rear KC, uh, Kansas City Power and Light District and Reactor and Clifton Alexander always is a good on-air contributor to Grill Nation. Want to uh, start the show today? Also connect with us on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and at Jason Grill. Welcome to the show. I want to welcome uh, Ryan Weber, Doug Dressler, and Carol Lowe uh, to the show. How are you guys? Get close to your mics, guys. <laughs> Doing great. Good. Okay. Right. Thanks for having us. We have three people here. We can. This is. I think we've had four or five before, but three. Three's kind of the. Is a good number for us. Um, first off, why don't we uh, reintroduce each other and kind of tell each other what we do and uh, who we are? I want you to start with Kara on the far end there. Perfect. Because she she's been on the show before and she uh, yeah old hat. She's she's point. she's got a new career now, right? Right, Kara. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's this, isn't it? Yes, it's it the is. Radio show. Yes. Um, so I started with the Casey Tech Council a couple months ago, and I am our um, first vice president, and we. Ryan and I work closely together on everything that relates to our membership and, and sponsors. Um, we work on advocating for the industry in Kansas City. Um, I am specifically inclined to help grow our membership, help grow our, our sponsorship investment so that we can all work together to forward uh, tech in KC. And you have been worked with, you know, you've been doing marketing and, and building coalitions and, yeah. and uh, you've... <laughs> You've been you're a Kansas City veteran and worked with some great organizations. So, I have. Yeah. Um, it's great to have you being a part of the uh, KC Tech Council Thanks. now and supporting I'm tech companies. To, to be here. Good to see you, um, Ryan Weber, President KC Tech Council. 
Yeah, thanks. It's a it's a pleasure to be on again. Um, my role with the organization is, is uh, always changing, but it's been a fun uh, almost five year ride now running the Tech Council. And this hey, year's what been, did you do before this? I, I always forget now you've been in this role so long. You know, I often forget too. <laughs> uh, you know, I've had an interesting career, but I, I've worked in fundraising most of my life. Right. Um, running capital campaigns for a small company in Lawrence called Pennington and Company, and then worked at Kansas State University, my alma mater, Go Cats. Yeah. Worked the foundation for a little while and then uh, went off on my own and helped support an angel investment group that was getting off the ground here in Kansas City called Angel Capital Group and then landed here. And uh, it's hard to remember a life before this role, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it's been a fun ride, and it's it's been fun watching our organization change. I think there has been more change in 2016 than any other of those years. But it's amazing to see that the types of companies and organizations that are supporting us now and the tech community, I think that's really starting to be built. The startup community was, was really getting off the ground when I came on board five years ago. But now there's a, there's another tech community, and it's cool to see that because we're starting to look like other cities that we're often compared to. And that's exciting. And uh, Ryan and I kind of came, I mean, I kind of started talking more about entrepreneurship and started my radio show right about the same time that, that I kind of met Ryan. So it's kind of funny to think about it before time, before uh, our careers, before uh, tech and before entrepreneurship. Um, and then finally, uh, Doug Dressler from um, the Sprint Accelerator. That's correct. Never had you on the show before. I know. I'm the newbie on the panel. Who who knew? Who knew, man? But you guys, you guys have been doing a lot of great things over there. Uh, tell us about what you do there and and how many years have been now since you've. So we took possession of our current facility in October of 2013. So we just announced our fourth accelerated class. So yeah, we're in our fourth year. So it's exciting. Uh, That is exciting. My primary role is, uh, as manager of the, uh, Sprint Accelerators, I'm the program director for our 90 day business accelerator program. And we've done three of those already, and uh, we'll start our fourth one in 2017 in April. So uh, out there recruiting companies to be a part of the program. Um, great space down there. Yes, we're very You guys lucky. did a lot of remodeling to it as well. We did, yeah. Talked I, a little about that off air. It used to be the Sporting KC office. Yes, it did. It's been a lot of things. It's it's a 115-year-old building. It was once an ice factory, and it's been a bakery that caught fire. And right before us, of course, Sporting KC was in there. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We did a lot of work. Um, we were there through all the construction and the cold, you know, doorless entries and uh, we have about twenty thousand square foot of, square feet of space where we have a couple of co-working areas. Yeah, it's big. We have a full the whole second floor where we do large events and host the programming and things like that. So we're very excited to have it. How many uh, people have gone through the accelerator since you started? Well, uh, companies. Uh, oh, through the company program, we've yeah. done. There's just ten in each program, so thirty have gone through. And we've been very fortunate that five of them uh, in those programs have actually relocated their businesses to Kansas City and work in our co-working space. On the first floor, actually, alongside the KC Tech Council, who yeah. also offices out of the Sprint Accelerator. Still haven't seen Ryan's new office and Kara's new office yet. Oh, it's, it's, a little, re- it's a little different from your old office, obviously. Yeah. Well, but I think but close it, by. I'll tell you what, it's been it's been a great experience. So you know, we, we're a nonprofit. We have we have very modest means, but it's been great to be with other tech companies in the Sprint Accelerator because mm-hmm. through osmosis, we're hearing about the challenges and issues they're facing, and so it's been a huge benefit to be down there. It's been a great experience. Mm-hmm. And, and we're glad it's not an ice factory anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like to see that Doug is a uh, is a Mizzou grad. That's right, Bachelor of Journalism, and uh, from the University of Missouri. That's right, go Tigers. So I, yeah. so Carrie, you went to KU. I did. So we have everyone represented That's here. That's right. Yeah, <clears throat> in some it's way, real from United the, uh, Nations. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> Local universities. Yes, it is. Um, well, that's great. And uh, you know, we're going to get into in the next segment. I want to. We're going to. We're going to highlight our top three stories of 2016. Um, and one of those is going to deal with the Sprint Accelerator. And uh, that's why we have Doug on the show today. 
to talk about that. And, uh, Doug, you guys have gone through some transition this last year. We're going into next year. Yes. Um, Talk to us. Give us a little teaser about that before we go into the next segment. Well, we've we've announced our 2017 program, and it's a big change from the first three classes that we did, and it involves some uh, really big Kansas City companies that have come in to help sponsor the program. Really? Yeah, so we're very excited. And when you started, you were focused more on health, right? Yeah, our first two classes were focused on mobile health care. We did that for a couple reasons, but primarily is because Sprint felt they were behind a little bit in their mobile health offerings to customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, then last year we did all mobile technology. So it was any any company that came through, technology company that had a mobile aspect to it. And we brought in 10 companies from as far away as India and Mexico and New Zealand, and they all came into this accelerator for 90 days. We're going to get into that in a second. And why I want to talk, too, about why maybe accelerators are – more productive than incubators because I think that gets confusing for people, the it differences. Does. So I want to talk about that in the next segment as well. Today on the show, we have Carol Lowe from KC Tech Council, Ryan Weber from KC Tech Council, and Doug Dressler, who's the manager of the Sprint Accelerator in the crossroads of Kansas City. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't. It's gonna be a bright, bright, bright sunshine. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Appreciate you also hitting us up on iTunes and TuneIn Radio and for sharing our shows on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, all the different platforms out there. Uh, great, lucky to have a Casey Tech Council show today. We do this once a month with Ryan Weber and Kara, and uh, they bring in amazing guests, and we talk about great things happening in Kansas City in the tech community. And um, one of those things is Sprint Accelerator. Uh, we're going to go through our top t- stories of 2016, uh, KC Tech Stories, that is. And one of them was the Sprint Accelerator uh, going to Phase 2 uh, of its kind of its organization. So first off, I want to start again with Doug Dressler, who's the manager of the Sprint Accelerator. And talked about kind of do a deeper dive into what it is and uh, look at some success stories and then get ahead into what's in store for us in 2017. Doug, welcome back to the show. So welcome back, Ryan and Kara. Doug, um, okay, so why did you guys decide to do this Sprint Accelerator three years ago in 2013? What was the reasoning behind it? Uh, I remember meeting Kevin McGinnis at Polzinelli and he was speaking about different companies within uh, Sprint and how they're becoming more entrepreneurial back then right. and you kind of saw a trend. Yeah, we did. And it, it all started with the announcement of Google Fiber, really. Um, my, my boss, Kevin, uh, one of his partners was Google, and he was surprised because they hadn't called and said, hey, we're doing this in Kansas City. And so uh, when he called them, they said, yeah, you got to talk to people in Kansas City, what, what's going on there. And so because of that, we started going to entrepreneurial events and, and getting involved in the community. And we really saw a need for um, a programming to bring in that Sprint could sponsor that could help startups from not only Kansas City in the region, but around the world. And um, we got a partnership with Techstars, the, the global accelerator company based out of Boulder, Colorado. And they agreed to come to Kansas City. And so once that happened, it, it kind just of snowballed. Yeah, we yeah. found the facility in the crossroads um, and uh, moved in there on that October and started doing construction. We literally had our first event in January of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first program started the March of 2014. 
with Techstars. And so we, we did, we've done three of those with, with Techstars, bringing in the, the different 10 startups for that 90-day period. Mm-hmm. And then you guys had your uh, demo day, yes. final demo day with them. Uh, when was that? Well, we, our last one was just this past June, yeah, um, and we do them at the Kauffman Performing Arts Center. Yeah, it's, so it's, a, it's a, nice, a big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's big a great deal. event. And it really, uh, it's a great culmination of the program because the, it's, it's really an intense program for 90 days. You know, they're away from home, uh, but then they get to get up on this beautiful stage and this beautiful facility in front of a 1,000 people and, and just tell their story and really mm-hmm. sell their business to people and, and tell them what they've done. And, and it's always exciting when they end their pitch with, and we're moving our company to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That always gets a big round of applause. Yes, it does. <laughs> Ryan, one of the things uh, when we started kind of getting to know each other was we didn't have any really corporate involvement in the uh, in the startup community. And Sprint kind of was one of the first companies to kind of embrace the startup world. Not, oh, yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it kind of, you started to see kind of a snowball effect after that. Yeah, I think if they wouldn't have done that, it would have been a harder sell for many of these companies that's kind of set on the fence about the startup activity in Kansas City. But Sprint jumped in with two feet. And I think a lot of the other major tech employers in town were starting to ask themselves, well, what are we doing? And where can we engage? And so I got to give it to Sprint because they did it without really, I mean, I'm sure there was an ROI that was pitched, but I mean, in a lot of ways, the company is like, yeah, sure, let's do this and we'll see what comes out of it. Let's take a long-term approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug, again, clarify for our listeners the difference between the accelerator and incubator. You know, I most people don't believe in incubators, but more people believe in accelerators. Right. And, and an incubator is uh, more of a long-term commitment. So a company could um, go to the incubator and spend as much as a year to two years, you know, growing their business, getting access to different uh, networks and mentors through that program. Whereas <laughs> the accelerator is, you know, typically they are a three-month intense um, program where there are structured goals set from the beginning to accomplish in those three months. Um, and the idea is in 30 days to try to accelerate your business or 90 days, excuse me, as much as two years in mm-hmm. progress because it's so intense in day to day. You guys kick people out of the basement. If you're a college kid you, or, you know, you get back from college, you guys are like, you got to get out. Whereas an incubator, people are just like hanging around forever. <laughs> your business might be failing. They stay there and they have coffee every morning, right. hang out with their friends. You guys are intense. Yeah. And, and then we say, go do it. And yeah. then, and then they do it, which is, I think a better model. Um, and it's been very effective. Um, okay, so you guys are kind of pivoting now. That's correct. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so our, uh, we had a three-year contract with Techstars, and when that expired, um, our CEO, Marcelo Clare, uh, said in our demo day last year, he said, you know what, we're going to keep doing this program, but we're gonna, we need other people to join us. There needs to be more corporate engagement um, from Kansas City to, to support this program. And so we decided to do a, a different style program, and TechStars is going to do a Kansas City program. So it's great for the city. Uh, so now it's, we got two, yeah, two, two yeah. people, and we only had one before, huh? That's right. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. So what we've done for 2017 is we've announced what we're calling a corporate accelerator program. And what that means mm-hmm. is we bring in corporate sponsors who have specific strategic needs, and we go find startups that help fit those needs. And then they open up their network of resources to help these companies during the program. And the idea is by the end of the program, these startups are working partners of these corporate sponsors. Hmm. And we have two that we've announced, uh, two verticals. Uh, one is the digital side. So Sprint, of course, is still our keystone uh, partner. Um, and in conjunction with them is Virgin Mobile, which is a Sprint brand, and Pinsight Media, which is our wholly owned subsidiary that focuses on mobile, mobile advertising and data analytics. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for companies that um, are focused on uh, advertising technology, 
uh, data analytics. And one of the biggest things within Sprint right now is omni-channel. You know, customers want to be able to experience the Sprint brand on any device they use. And so we're out looking for companies that, that fit into those. But then the really exciting thing that we announced is uh, our second corporate sponsor is the Dairy Farmers of America. Oh, wow. And, and, and what people don't realize is they're huge. They are I massive. Mean, as far as yeah. Kansas City goes, yeah. uh, just the other night I was at a city council hearing, and they bring in so many people and revenue into the city mm-hmm. uh, with visitors and business meetings, and it's a huge corporation. Yes, yes. they represent about 14,000 farmers at 9,000 farms across the and they have country, and they manage their own brands too. If you've ever bought Borden cheese, mm-hmm. I mean that's a Many DSA times. brand. Yeah, I mean that's they. So they've got a huge logistical chain and retail, and uh, of course, you know, uh, research and all of that. And so they're really looking to innovate for their members. And so they're looking for ag tech companies, um, on farm solutions, sustainability, mm-hmm. anything that helps their logistical logistical channel. Uh, so we're out recruiting companies for them for that. Interesting. So I'm an entrepreneur uh, from across the world. I'm I'm looking. You know, you just. It's, it seems to be um, a good spin for you guys, the way you're taking it. Right, it is. And, and it, the thing is, we, what we learned in the last program was all 10 companies could be doing business with Sprint. But that 10 to 1 ratio is pretty t- hard to do for a company the size of Sprint in 90 days. Mm-hmm. So we, bringing in more verticals, we're allowed to like take maybe four companies for Sprint and really help them with the resources we have through partners such as Samsung and Apple and Cisco and Intel yeah. and Qualcomm. And on the dairy side, you know, these guys are bringing in Dairy.com, which is not just a website. It's, it's the moving of milk across the country. Dairy mm-hmm. One, another partner. They're bringing in these resources that if you're an ag company across the other side of the world, a partnership with the Dairy Farmers of America makes big sense. And it yeah, makes does. a scalable business easier. Doug Dressler, manager of the Sprint Accelerator. Um, talk to us about some success stories uh, in this year uh, with some of your companies. Sure. So we always like to hear about wins. And yes, companies absolutely. that we can be proud of. We've got uh, so we've been very lucky to have companies relocate to Kansas City um, from their home states, cities, countries. Uh, one of the uh, biggest one right now. We actually in our last class had a company from India, and they do sentiment text analysis. So you're a I don't customer. Even know what that is. I know. So you're a customer care that? person, <laughs> and you're you're taking customer calls, and you're getting all this chat on the on your on your screen. Their software, which is uh, like a you know, it's it's. It, it analyzes that text, and they can tell these people who's angrier than the other people. Okay. So it's all to, so they relocated to Kansas City, and they they're doing business with Sprint. They're doing business with this uh, French's uh, France's largest bank. Um, they're a huge success story that you will never see. You know, you don't even know they exist because yeah. it's kind of behind. One that company that is a big success that you would see, especially if you were shopping on uh, Amazon over the holidays, is Fitbark. Mm-hmm. Fitbark, uh, based out of the co-working space uh, at the accelerator. Uh, was in our first class, and they they they've built a Fitbit for your dog. sits on the collar, um, and it it tracks their activity through the day. Mm-hmm. It tracks when they're sleeping. It tracks, and they are they're collecting all that data. Uh, and they've they've had they've been in all the Target stores. They were on uh, featured Amazon for the holidays. So they're they're doing a lot of great things. It'd be great to work with them. I, I, that's like a media relations person's dream. Oh yeah, you can pitch that like crazy. All you got to do is just show puppies. <laughs> um, Ryan, what are your Ryan and Kara? So. Uh, from a KC Tech Council perspective, what does this mean to you having uh, the Sprint Accelerator and all the things they're doing with corporate uh, entities here in Kansas City? Well, I think it's huge, and I think Doug really hit it on the head when he talked about, you know, the second phase for them allows Sprint to sort of dig into this whole new world of, of corporate partnerships and scalability. And um, what Sprint has been able to accomplish, you know, kind of on their own as the only real corporate partner in this effort is extraordinary. And the thought of, you know, bringing in more Sprints to sort of leverage and spread across the opportunity to connect for these, 
you know, in a lot of times, or a lot of terms, smaller startups could be huge and it can be huge for this community. I also think, you know, just the idea that Techstars came to Kansas City because of this partnership and will remain in Kansas City and coexist in, in a landscape that is wide enough for everyone to be successful is a really great thing as well and, and something that Sprint deserves a lot of credit for, mm-hmm. for, um, for managing that partnership and really bringing this whole new area of strategy to Kansas City. That's very true. Uh, Doug, where do we find out more about Sprint Accelerator and how do I apply? SprintAccelerator.com. <laughs> the link to the application is on there and there's more information about the program. Your CEO of your business, too, is becoming, uh, he talked about running the company more like a startup and mm-hmm. he's been more hands-on recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Real quickly, tell us about that. Yeah, the first the speech, yeah, the first speech he made to the employees when he took the job was, we need to think more like entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of looked around and they're like, okay. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, in fact, he tweeted this morning to, about the program, the Sprint Accelerator program. So he's very hands-on. He comes down there and he, he, he actually mentors with all the companies and makes huge connections for them in his, his Rolodex. Um, and so he, he really sees the, the ROI on a program like this. He even goes down to the Sprint store. Yeah, and, in the uh, closet, works selling. With, works yeah. with customers. Right. I, I heard about that. That's yeah. very cool. Um, well, Doug, I appreciate all the insight you've given us on this. Rennick said we're going to have you all back. For our next segment, we're going to get into our other top two stories, top three stories of 2016 in Kansas City Tech. You're listening to Real Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining me today. However you're listening, where you're coming from, I appreciate you always joining me every every week and uh, via podcast on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. I want to thank uh, a good friend, Ryan Weber, uh, president of the KC Tech Council, Carol Lowe, vice president of the KC Tech Council, and Doug Dressler, the manager of Sprint Accelerator, for joining me on today's show. I hope you're having a great holiday season, and as always, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Ryan Weber, we're talking about our top three tech stories of in Kansas City in 2016. Uh, we, we started off in our last segment with Sprint Accelerator as one of the top stories and all the different things that are happening over there. Uh, very excited for what they're going to do in 2017 and what they did in 2016. And uh, I want to hand it over to you for our second uh, top story of 2016, and Deals with uh, BATS, merger, and IPO. What do we got yeah, there? Yeah, and a little bit of disclaimer before we hop into this. There are a number of top tech stories in 2016. <laughs> yeah, we had to do some diligent uh, and, cutting. Uh, the research that uh, we, we've conducted here, we've narrowed it down just a few, but I want to say that these are not measured in any sort of order, but uh, I think they're worth noting for the radio show today. And it's great to see what happened in the Sprint Accelerator because, uh, again, we, we already mentioned this, but what a great marketable asset for Kansas City that now we've got tech stars, we've got a corporate accelerator, we've got... Think big and other opportunities for really, really any entrepreneur, any tech company to engage. And we've got a lot of success stories too. And we're starting to see the fruits of our labor from even 10 years ago paying off now. And, and one of, I think, probably the least talked about success stories in the tech industry in Kansas City is BATS. Mm-hmm. And all I know about BATS is they sponsor the Crown Club. That's, that's all, right. That's all I knew. I mean, before I met Ryan Weber. Let's, let's put this to bed, Kansas City. They do not make wooden bats. Right? <laughs> it's the second largest stock exchange in the world, and it's based in Lenexa. They've got offices in New York, London, and other places. And it's an amazing story because 10 years ago, roughly 10, 11 years ago, a handful of people got together and 
and decided they were tired of giving margins to the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. And pretty much that day, decided they were going to com- create a competing product. And we had the, the privilege and luxury of having Joe Ratterman, the founding CEO, really the founder, uh, one of the founders of BATS, on stage with part of our tech CEO speaker series. And we've got another one of those coming up we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Joe's story is great. And Joe's probably one of the, the least known tech CEOs in town because they don't have very many customers in town. Mm-hmm. He even admitted to us during the pre-interview, he's like, you know, I just never really focused on my network in Kansas City because we've only got 30 or 40 clients and they're the largest institutions in the world. And, and those were where we focused our relationships. And so now he's changed that though. He's uh, working on quite a few exciting things here, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great story because there's about 50, 60 people in town. Um, they went public this year, mm-hmm. very successful IPO big time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so we had a tech IPO in town that didn't make a lot of news mostly because bats didn't, didn't want it to. And then now, recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, we'll see what the outcome of this is, but uh, potentially being acquired for $2.4 billion. So you had an idea. It's a nice little startup story. (laughs) Yeah, imagine you had an idea, and 10 years later, it's worth $2.4 billion. Now, that's what the media has announced. We'll never know what those final numbers are, but uh, even if it's within the ballpark, holy cow, uh, that's going to create a lot of new wealth in Kansas City, and I bet many of the folks who are there are going to stick around, too, because... uh, there's no plan to close the office. Uh, the the uh, company acquiring Bats is out of Chicago. And they plan to keep the team here, as far as I've been told, uh, grow the technology team here in Kansas City, have no interest in relocating them. Is that kind of a trend, Ryan, that we're seeing that more with uh, exits and, and whatnot? I feel like it is. It depends on the leader of the company. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's local leadership that's willing to stay and continue to grow that. But I imagine, and I've never been in the room, but I've been in other rooms, that there's an initial lack of perception of the quality and the talent of Kansas City and the, and the availability of that talent. So I think if you're a coastal firm, uh, you're in your actions to to relocate the company. And the, um, but I mean, you know, it's amazing. I mean, even other companies that are big firms here in Kansas City do a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Often want them to come to Kansas City. So mm-hmm. kind of see it both ways. Um, but I sure hope it's a trend because I think our national perception is finally starting to change beyond barbecue <laughs> although i did see your twitter the other day you said you're having a conversation about what was the best Shocker, barbecue right? at a bar yeah <laughs> what, what'd you guys come up what'd you guys come up with oh nothing real quick <laughs> there was no clear winner what's hilarious though is there's there's a couple people out of town for the chiefs game uh from tennessee in oh, yeah. town and a couple of us were sitting at the bar and um, all of us were having a debate about what the best barbecue place is and there's no clear no one's right in any of those conversations yeah, the odds are by pluses the way. and pluses yeah but they were uh the out-of-towners from Tennessee were laughing pretty hard about that. That's funny. So, Kara, do you know about Bats before you joined the uh, KC Tech Council? I mean, besides the... Yeah, I was you know, similarly familiar with the uh, Royals <laughs> sponsorship. Sponsorships work, I well, guess. When you, well when you're done, in... well-placed sponsorship yeah, by right? the folks at Bats. Um, I knew a little bit. I, I knew where the office was. I knew that they were in the you know stock trading market. I had no idea their reach. I had no idea that they were the second largest in the world. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. These kinds of stories that exist in Kansas City, and especially in this industry, when you start peeling back the layers, it's there's a lot there. So, once and that is one of our top two, uh, top three tech stories in Kansas City. I want to also make mention quickly before to our third and final top tech story of 2016. Uh, a lot of things are happening in Kansas City with the Smart City Initiative, Streetcar, all these other things that are happening, especially that Smart City Initiative. Aren't we uh, moving forward with that, Ryan? And it's a big deal for uh, for our future. 
Yeah, whenever I uh, see stories about Kansas City's tech industry and the smart city world, we're always listed as one of the top cities to consider for projects, for opportunities, and we're a leader in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's a hot topic in the tech industry, and I'm very excited to see Kansas City. And I think the people who brought that all together, think big, the city of Kansas City, Missouri, Cisco, Black & Veatch, a number of other partners, for them to pull that off in the, in the, and being on the forefront of this, going to have huge upside potential for our region because yeah. folks from all over the world are going to are going to come here and see a true living demonstration of what smart sensors uh the data that's created from a lot of these things and that's where i think the real opportunity is by the way and we have such a deep bench of the with our engineering firms that are located in kansas city mm-hmm. and headquartered here that um the innovation that's coming from those companies and and all the activity that's happening in that space it's really it's an exciting new world not only for Kansas City and on the just being a citizen who lives here but also you know being somebody who's advocating for the tech industry it's this whole new sector that is just experiencing extraordinary growth and we have all of the ingredients in place in Kansas City to um, to really maximize our potential there um, number three no particular order here top tech stories of 2016, we uh, we talk about iVerify's exit. Uh, that gets a lot of publicity, so our listeners might know about that. But give us more info because um, Toby and those guys over there have just done a great job. Well, like Bats, I think iVerify is probably one of those companies that could kind of squeak through. And if you weren't in the tech industry or didn't follow entrepreneurial news, you would have never heard of iVerify. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're sitting at that bar and, and watching the Chiefs game. I bet me and Ryan Weber are probably the only people that have heard of uh, iVerify. You're yeah. right. It's kind of underground, but in our world, it's a huge success story, right? With the exit this year. Yes. And just like with bats, you know, this was an idea that started here, but, but with iVerify, it started at UMKC. There was a patent that was filed from a researcher who thought maybe you could read the eye prints. You could read the blood vessels in an eye and create um, a verification process for that. And the, the story that I know and the story that I hear, and so this is false, uh, somebody can totally call me out on this, but they shopped it to a couple of successful entrepreneurs in Kansas City who passed, but said, hey, uh, if, this work, if this could work on the phone, this would be a hell of an opportunity. And um, at the same time, roughly, Toby Rush had uh, exited from his first company, Rush Tracking Systems. And um, he was pitched the same opportunity and jumped on it. And boy, what a smart move that was for Toby because uh, he got to leverage a lot of his expertise. And, I mean, this is a product that was created. I mean, the, the idea was created in Kansas City. It was built in Kansas City with Kansas City developers, software developers, and shopped all over the world. And um, Asian markets loved it. And they've had a lot of success in places like Korea and China got the attention of big companies like the biggest one of them all, which is Alibaba and their uh, financial arm, the, the North American financial arm of Alibaba, which is Ant Financial made the investment and uh, acquiring that software. And again, making the announcement, they're going to be keeping that company in Kansas city and growing mm. and scaling that here. But you know, if you're a Chinese owner or investor of that company, it's not an easy place to get to. Um, <laughs> It's not as easy as we're talking about our next, our next frontier is the tech at the airport. We'll get into that next year. Hey, we need some international flights there, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I saw the airport was interested in, in producing more of those uh, nonstop to London. There, did you know there are hundreds of Kansas Cityans every day that wake up and go to London, but they have to connect in another airport? Yeah. And why? Why can we not change that? Um, yeah. Anyways, let's we'll, we'll get onto that next time. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I'd love to talk about. We'll my do a whole show about, about that. 
because it yeah. does affect tech, and we'll we'll talk about that down the road. But um, so I verified. What was their exit? Oh, it's it's all over the board. Let's just say it was a hundred plus million dollars. Okay. And uh, you know, here about on the coast, you hear about unicorns that that are billion dollars plus. Let's not forget how just large a hundred million is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's huge for Kansas City. I think it's a big validation for us. I think it's uh, what. Again, the most important thing here is this was Alibaba's first North American investment, and it was in a Kansas City tech company. The The scale and, and magnitude of that should not be understated. I mean, it's a huge opportunity. I think hats off to Toby and team. We're going to have him on stage uh, in February for our tech CEO series, and we're going to get in depth about this whole process of selling your company to a, to a Chinese investor, especially of that size. So it'll be a good event to attend. And uh, you can go to our website and find more information about attending that event. We're going to get into that, too, in the next segment. Uh, really great stories that you guys highlighted here for 2016. Uh, in our final segment today, I want to really get into kind of your organization, uh, the KC Tech Council, uh, and what you, know, what you guys did in 2016 and what's next for KC's tech industry in 2017. I want to talk about some of your events, like you just mentioned, Ryan, and also get into uh, some of your initiatives. And I know you have different pillars at the KC Tech Council, some of which include workforce development, access, and policy. Uh, so let's get into that. Let's talk about that in the next segment. You're listening to Grill Nation Show. I have on Ryan Weber, Kara Lowe, and Doug Dressler today from Sprint Accelerator and KC Tech Council. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today, 980 AM, talk980am.com, and on grillnationshow.com. Appreciate listening. I appreciated all of our guests throughout the 2016 year and uh, very excited about what's to come in 2017. All of our shows with examples and of our guests and who was on and photos of our guests are all on grillnationshow.com. Connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. This has been an awesome show. Thanks to our contributor, uh, guest co-host, and uh, just great thought leaders in the industry from the KC Tech Council. Uh, we have Ryan Weber, Carol Lowe, and also joining us today is Doug Dressler, the manager of the Sprint Accelerator. Really been a good show, guys. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for all the great knowledge you're bestowing on us. We talked about the top three KC Tech stories in 2017. Now I want to talk about... What's next for KC Tech Council and some of the things you all do? And I want to start off with Kara. Kara, tell us some about some of the events you guys have. Ryan's mentioned them in the last few segments, but really connecting uh, people, tech leaders, to some of the greatest CEOs here in Kansas City. Yeah, indeed we are. And thanks for you know saving the best for last on your 2016 of slate of, course, of shows. Yes. Um, so one of the key things we do with the KC Tech Council is to bring this industry together. And that sounds relatively simple, but... You know, tech is a pretty all-encompassing industry. There are a lot of different ways that tech looks um, in practice. So a really great opportunity we have is is to um, tap a local successful CEO in this industry and have them just simply share their story and their takeaways and, and key learnings with Ryan. Ryan does a great job of, of um, moderating those events, kind of a fireside chat format. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned in, I think, our last segment that we had um, – uh, Joe Ratterman with bats on stage uh, back in October, I believe it was. And then in um, just this past couple weeks ago, we had a really great conversation with Scott Coons, who's the founder and one of the three founders and CEO of um, of Perceptive Software, one of those 
kind of behemoths that hired about, I felt like every other one of my friends as they graduated mm-hmm. from college. But, um, but just a really, you know, extraordinary stories. And we, we couldn't be more excited that our, our, our next uh, CEO series on February 7th at 7.30 a.m. KU Edwards campus will feature Toby Rush. He is the founder and CEO of iVerify and one of our top tech stories. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they one were. One of the great tech stories of 2016. They were. They're not necessarily the top. but um, We'll mention, too, that you guys have a tech on tap on January 25th yeah. at 430 at Lifted Spirits in the so, Crossroads. Yeah. Never, heard, never been there before. If drinking in the Crossroads is more your speed, um, join us at Lifted Spirits. We uh, we have a tech on tap event just about every month, and that, that happens at local breweries and distilleries. Um, it's a, just an after-work opportunity to come and meet other folks in your industry um, just get to know some people, mm-hmm. you know, exchange some, some business cards and then learn a little bit about what other folks in this industry are doing. Two great events, CO series and tech on tap series with KC tech council. Um, I want to get into some of your initiatives and all of this is available on KC tech council.com. Uh, workforce development's important to you. Tell us about, uh, some of the things that you're excited about with 2017, 2017 yeah. on workforce development. Workforce development has to be important. It's really the cornerstone of of the future of tech in Kansas City. Without a without a well prepared and and um, well educated tech workforce, this you know in, this industry completely relies on it for its not only future sustainability but growth. Um, we partner a lot on workforce is is a is a pretty long continuum, right? You have Efforts starting as as early as kindergarten all the way. There's kindergartners that are learning how to code in, in local school districts here in, in Kansas there is, City. Okay, there aren't great. enough of them. There should we we'd love to, you know, and see more of that. And then all the way to, you know, folks that maybe graduated with a major that isn't tech and would like to go back and, and hone their skills to, you know, maybe find themselves on a different career path. So we work within that entire continuum. We have efforts that um, help to fill jobs in Kansas City. We have a proprietary job board called ShootKC.com. Mm-hmm. Um, visit it if you are interested in looking. Shoot KC. Shoot um, Tech jobs are on there? Yep. You you can register as a user and explore the different tech jobs in Kansas City. We're working with our members to add you know more and more jobs to that site every day. A lot of people on there already. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big success story 2016 on your end. Signups for uh, shootkc.com. Yeah, we got thousands of users on there, hundreds of jobs. Look at you bet. Yeah. And those are well paying jobs. We've been over this, Ryan. Yeah, the average salary for a tech job in Kansas City is right at ninety thousand a year. That's the average. <laughs> Incredible. Uh I should have uh learned coding when right. I was uh right. sitting couple, in college. Just a couple not, J school actually, kids. We didn't have, we, I'm a little older than you guys. We didn't have, well, not too much older than some of you maybe, but we didn't really do much but email back then and we we checked our email like once a day. So Well and you had yeah. the you know Microsoft paperclip that helped you in any time you found your way into trouble. So. <laughs> That's right. The where are they now? Oh the Microsoft paperclip yeah. paperclip. Uh, so that's workforce development. We, we have exciting things in 2017, though. So stay tuned. Uh, access. We're in, we're in, you know industry association. If we're not creating an access point for this industry, then what good are we? So we do a lot in that in that pillar. Um, I mentioned our event series. Look for an exciting signature event. Um, that will be a first of its kind, a Kansas City led and run. Um, event that will celebrate our tech industry. We're shooting for fall for that event. We are putting together um, plans right now and hope to roll something out here and, you know, early on in 2017, we'll be able to share um, some of our dates and plans for that event. But we're excited about that. 
Um, and then policy is our third pillar. Uh, we have great relationships with um, our local all the way up to federal uh, legislative um, representatives. So we will be, Ryan and I are actually flying to Washington, D.C. in med, mid-February on Valentine's Day, Ryan. It'll be really <laughs> exciting. <laughs> no yep. more romantic place than Capitol Hill. <laughs> no, there's not. New and, Congress. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's an exciting opportunity for others to join us, too, because right. uh, this is, if you've ever wanted to walk the walk the halls of Congress and meet with our elected officials, that's what we do every year. And oh, we, you do? Yeah, and we talk to them about what's important in the tech industry in, in their districts, in their home states. And yeah, we've met, I mean, it's, it's great. You meet with senators, Congress people, and it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing. But there's also an educational session leading up to that. It's a, it's a true conference of other tech councils. Uh, but we always need tech leaders and others to come with us. And, are you saying you don't just want to go with me, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, we're really excited and, and hopeful to bring, you know, some members of our board and other folks who have a, a vested interest in policy that comes out of Capitol Hill that affects this industry because it really does. And it's ever evolving um, as this industry involves. So does legislation, just sometimes at a slower pace. <laughs> That'll be an interesting trip for you guys. Yeah, uh, because there's a lot of moving parts this year, obviously, going into 2017. And, you know, the, the president elect had all the leaders from your uh, tech industry at Trump Tower a week or so ago. Right. He did, uh, yeah. You know, our lobbyists in D.C., um, we have an agenda and it hasn't changed. But I think there's some, uh, there's some excitement that maybe it could move forward if we can get the Republican party interested in some of these tech policy matters, then some things can move forward. Some things are not going to move forward. I think it's pretty clear. We're not going to have conversations about immigration reform in this next Congress, but we weren't going to anyways, probably, but, uh, and there's a lot of room for kind of nonpartisan legislation that just simply modernizes a lot of the language that's used to, you know, fit an industry that, is no longer reliant on fax machines. We're instance. definitely going to have you all back. Uh, we're going to do an entire show about that trip. I'd like to do that. I'm a policy. Yeah, long, I mean, we're, so. we're lucky because, uh, you know, last year the entire conference advocated for one policy piece that was actually led by uh, Representative Yoder from Kansas. Mm-hmm. So we've got local leaders that are pushing policy forward, uh, and it's great to see that in Capitol Hill. Okay, guys, uh, 30 seconds left in the show. Uh, great show with KC Tech Council today. Anything else you want to add? Any way we connect with you guys? Any New Year's resolutions? Yeah. 20 seconds left. Well, we certainly should mention, visit our website, kctechcouncil.com. It has a listing of all of the events we mentioned today. If you're interested in joining as a member or investing as a sponsor, um, you can reach us through that site as well. We would be more than happy to talk to you and excited to add you to our team in 2017. Ryan Weber, Kara Lowe, Doug Dressler, thanks for joining Girl Nation Show today. Have a happy holidays and a happy new year. Thank you. you, Thanks. Thanks for listening to the show today. We'll see you again next week and talk to you soon. Take care.